0: Hi
1: everyone, thank you for joining us. You are now tuned in to Trish Chat, a series that promotes meaningful dialogue around identity culture and real life stories. We are your hosts, Steph and Jess, and everything you'll hear in our episodes are based on personal experiences. Make sure to tune in every Monday to hear our latest episodes. Hi everybody, my name is Steph and I am here with Jess. Hi. Welcome back to Trish Chat. And for those of you who are new, welcome to Trish Chat. We gave everybody a week to catch up. So you're all caught up, right? Right? <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. So we just got some new equipment, some new mics. So hopefully our voices are coming through loud and clear. Um super stoked. Just stayed up so many nights <laughs> playing around with the equipment. I, I'm not gonna lie, I sang a song or two on the mics. <laughs>
0: Yes, yeah, so looking forward to more guests. Yeah.
1: Um, so for this week we're talking about my favorite topic, vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. How you feeling about that?
0: Good, because I'm currently obsessed with vulnerability, so Yes. It'll be a good topic to get into. Yes,
1: for sure. Per usual, let's talk about how we define the topic or the term. How do you define vulnerability? And I guess I can start. So first, before I give my definition, I want to give just a quick view. It would not be a Trish Chat episode if I didn't mention Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to give like a quick snippet of um, how she's defined vulnerability. And um, the way that she defines vulnerability is as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. And she also says that it is the birthplace of love, belonging, joy, courage, empathy, and creativity. So that's vulnerability from Brene Brown. (laughs) Vulnerability from me. For me, vulnerability is the practice of living your truth, even when it's not comfortable or convenient. Um, It's being your authentic self.
0: Facts. Um, With a Z at the end. Facts. Facts with a Z. Um, yeah, I would say vulnerability is opening yourself up to being the true you, you, and also the way I like to see it is when you express yourself without thinking twice, like the Mm -hmm. first thing that comes to mind, you know, that's you being the vulnerable self where you're not like, should I say this? Should I not say this? Mm -hmm. It's like, that's what you're feeling. Yeah. You know? Nice. So what were you taught about vulnerability growing up? Because we always have to take it back to the childhood. Um, I don't think vulnerability is something that like I was necessarily like talked to about and said like, this is what vulnerability is and this Mm -hmm. is what you shouldn't do and should do. But I think that um, in my experience that what I saw growing up and in my experience was that um people were just trying to fit in and Mm -hmm. so you know as as a as a girl who likes sports like I couldn't ever be vulnerable about like the boys being too rough when I was playing ball because that meant they would not want me to play or they would go easy on me
1: yeah
0: and I wanted to make sure that I kept up with them and over time you know I was able to get rough with them and so it just ended up being the thing but like I could never truly be like yo this fucking six foot you know six guy literally just like hit me in the face and I can't like cry or be hurt about it I have to just Mm. keep it going and so
1: yeah
0: um and then you know in regards to like my sexuality the showing up that way was not was not possible because society showed me that it was unsafe and Mm -hmm. you know the world hated queer the world still hates queer people
1: Yep.
0: um so I couldn't be vulnerable there yeah um and then you know just going back to like fitting in I think we all grow up and as we you know try to build community or when we're in school um you're just meeting new people and you're trying to find that community and you know being vulnerable isn't cool growing up mm-hmm. right nobody wants to talk about their feelings you know you don't, you barely know what your feelings are but like you're not going to do that because then you're the kid that doesn't fit in and nobody wants to hang out with you right or you're the crybaby or
1: yeah whatever but also um uh just thinking about like all the when you're talking about being Um, queer thinking about all the messages and things that we um, experienced and saw as kids that um, sort of let you know that that is not accepted Mm -hmm. Um, like how people say no homo Mm -hmm. or how they'll say pause after a comment from a guy that may seem like they may have some sort of interest in another guy and, and it's sort of like yeah it's kind of like even everyday phrases have to be met with that kind of um coded language of i'm not gay yeah right and so it it sort of makes it seem like i'm not that because that's wrong right and so for for i mean i i wasn't out i wasn't i wasn't even like really questioning when i was a a kid but i can imagine that for someone who um is questioning as a child that that could lead them to really suppress who they are and not be vulnerable in sharing that
0: right right and so i think just to kind of close the loop on that i think vulnerability i just was taught that like you couldn't be vulnerable
1: Mm.
0: you know that you leave that for your for yourself at home with your thoughts um so yeah what about for you um i mean
1: the word vulnerability wasn't in my vocabulary um growing up and just that just wasn't something that I thought of but when I um when I thought about like someone expressing their emotions when it was outside of a neutral emotion it seemed like oh that's that's sort of out of line or um can't believe that person's doing that you know in front of others and that's because of the way that I was raised um but I also think that when you have, um, two parents who are not from this country, who came from this country to, um, work jobs that have nothing to do with what, you know, they studied or their professions in order to provide their kids with a better life, they're on survival mode, mm-hmm. right? Like my parents didn't speak the language, right? Like they're native Spanish speakers and they worked, um, job like blue collar jobs. Um my dad worked at a parking garage, parking cars, and my mom worked um well when she first came to this country, she worked in a factory making folders and then she worked um in a cleaning job in, in, in maintenance. And so in these jobs they they had they it's sort of jobs that tell you like what they teach you is like do the job, like stay in your lane, just get the work done and when you are someone whose native tongue is not English and you are kind of learning that like there is no space for you to be vulnerable because it already kind of feels like you're exposed in a way in those jobs so you kind of have to in a sense fit in so when you spend most of your time fitting in how are you supposed to model vulnerability when you come back home to your kids when you spend most of your time trying to fit into a society and trying to assimilate Yeah. So. It wasn't necessarily something that I was taught. And I also think that the Latinx community is very big in terms of like, you keep your business at home. You don't tell anybody your business. You don't tell anybody that you're going through a really hard time. Like no one needs that baggage. And so we're taught to kind of deal with things, um, hush, hush, like, in, like internally um, and not really share that um, with others. I mean, to be clear, vulnerability isn't like throwing your stuff out there, like telling everybody, oh my gosh, like, these are all my problems, but I do think vulnerability is being able to, to share, like, I'm not in a good place right now, or I'm really affected by this right now, or I'm really upset. And I think that when you have um, parents who are working these, like, really long hours and working these these jobs that I'm sure they don't like to support their kids it's, it's kind of like there isn't really any space for that discussion of like well something that you said really upset me or like that's not really aligned with you know what I want to do or what I want to be like there's no space for that and it's not because they didn't try it's because that's that's the best that they could do yeah for sure so now let's talk about how that concept of, of our understanding of vulnerability has evolved over time and in my experience um I still think that for a majority of my childhood I again I didn't I didn't really know what vulnerability was until very recently um and I didn't really start practicing um vulnerability until the last maybe couple of years like I definitely practiced vulnerability and coming out Mm -hmm. um but I didn't really um own that power and and understand who I am and, and and practice um, that vulnerability practice my authenticity, um, until like three, four years ago. So I think that, um, as a child, I still suppressed a lot and I, I still did, um, like any other child focus on, um, fitting in, focus on, um, being smart, getting good grades, you know, everyone, you know, kind of dress a certain way that's what i focused on and i think going to college and going away to school and being by myself because no one that i knew went to to that same you know college and Mm -hmm. being one of the very few people of color in a rural like predominantly white um privileged institution really uh forced me to look internally and think and think about like who am i what do I stand for? Who do I want to be, and how do I want to showcase that to the world? And I think that I did start practicing some vulnerability um, during that point in time, but I don't think that I fully um, evolved. I still think that I hid a lot of parts of myself yeah. for safety, um, and because I was I was eighteen, you yeah. know, I was I was young, um, so. It, I would say that I haven't even like evolved over time. It's just sort of like a really sort of like straight line growth for me in terms of (laughs) of like just really like skyrocketing in terms of not knowing vulnerability, kind of practicing vulnerability, but not knowing what that was and then coming out and then, um, Ending my relationship with my family, and then going to therapy and then being like, "Oh my God, vulnerability," and then discovering Brene Brown and being like, "Oh my God, she's my hero, and I'm going to practice vulnerability every day, and this is who I am, and this is how I'm going to show up, and I'm going to take risks, I'm going to be uncomfortable, sometimes I'm going to fail, and I'm okay with that. So I think now I'm at the point where I'm really honing in on that, yeah um, and I'm sort of at the peak of it, mm-hmm. um, but I would say that that really happened for me in the last few years, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's really quick, Renee Brown. Therapy. I mean, I, I first started in a long-winded answer, and then I was like, "Let me wrap this up real quick." Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess same. Like to answer the question, like I've evolved so much. Uh I've truly never been so vulnerable in my life. But I think that it definitely, um, it definitely started closer to in the high school college and I think when I'm thinking about vulnerability I think about it's really community that has driven my vulnerability I think that (laughs) well I mean the first thing that comes to mind is obviously coming out or like realizing that I am gay um and I just remember having you know my friend Jamie um there and you know she was out and proud and she was that person for me to say you know she she equated to like hey come out it's okay Mm -hmm. why are you crying (laughs) i'm i'm crying
1: because what you just said hit me like a ton of bricks in terms of you didn't say coming out you said realizing Mm -hmm. coming realizing that that i was gay and i just thought about we suppress a lot of our own emotions to ourselves. Like Subconsciously, we know that they're there, but we kind of suppress them. And we suppress a lot, not even sexuality, but just in general. We suppress a lot of who we are and we're not vulnerable with ourselves. Mm. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because it just took me back to that moment that I, I was vulnerable with myself. And I was like, I'm gay.
0: Yeah. It's
1: powerful. I'm shedding some tears right now. Thug tears. Thug tears. Sorry. Sorry, Sorry I to, to shut you out. I just saw you getting worked up. I just, it it really hit me. I it really, but it also, made, it just made me realize that
0: we, we need to be vulnerable with ourselves too. It's not just an interpersonal thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so uh, going back to what I was saying, it's like having Jamie, having that sense of community, she made it safe for me to be like, okay, I do have these thoughts. Like I can come out. <laughs> Right. Like I can, I can share it. And she was like the first person to share it with. Um, And then I just think about like the other communities I have when I'm feeling um, this vulnerability or these true feelings. And like, who am I sharing these things with? Right. Like if I have that, I feel like I'm more likely to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think for me building that from, you know, in college when it came down to like my sexual identity um, to, you know, digging in about my feelings about, like, my father or how I felt as, like, a woman of color and, like, mm-hmm. just all these things that I go through and surrounding myself around people who get it. And when they're, you know, when they're vulnerable or when they create a space for you that you're uh, – that it's okay to be vulnerable. it's It's this sense of, like, it's a superpower. And mm-hmm. so I think for me the way it's evolved is just – Surrounding myself around this, you know, co- different communities that have allowed me to gain the confidence to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, fast forwarding to now, it's like just starting this podcast.
1: Yeah. Shout out to us.
0: <laughs> we're being vulnerable. Like, you remember when we were talking about this? And I was just yeah. like, ah, uh, we should do this. I'm really scared, but. I think it would be really good for us and yeah, for people to hear what we have to say. Even when we first so so you all know, when we
1: first started Trish Chat, we did it live. Hmm. We it it wasn't even a podcast. It we would gather across different coffee shops in New York and just Yeah, have a topic, have questions, um, talk through it and was like this is gonna be great. Like yeah. it's a chance for people to be vulnerable, um, outside of like like we normally see each other and we, you know, you, you see people at like birthdays and, and stuff. Where like when someone asks you how are you doing, you're you're just gonna give the surface talk, right? Um, so just even thinking about how that's and involved. but that's
0: that's that's because of two things. I, I've learned it's because one, you don't want to be vulnerable, and two you feel like that person doesn't want to hear your vulnerability. Yeah. Um or we're taught that
1: there's certain there's a certain time and a place for things, right? And that um often th- I mean and oftentimes we can associate vulnerability with, with something negative and when it's not, it could be someone's like, How are you doing? and you're like, I just got a job offer but I'm really scared to take it because this right. is my fear. Right. Um. And that could spark a whole conversation. But I think sometimes we we're like, this is not the time and the place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even thinking about like when we did start Trish Chat at these coffee shops, like it was a lot of our close friends showing up mm-hmm. and a lot of the friends that we've known forever. And even then they were showing a side of like a vulnerability that I've never seen. Yeah. And I thought that that was so powerful, like creating, again, it just goes back to like my point here. It's like having that community or that person or whoever that just shows up and says, you know, let's talk. And then you feel, you feel safe and then Mm -hmm. you just kind of let loose. So, um, shout out to everyone that has played such a huge role in my life, all my community communities um, for you know, allowing me to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that that's, that's played a huge part in my journey of vulnerability. I mean, I that really
1: resonates with me. Um, I think, and it would probably resonate a lot with um, our listeners who may be um, queer, um, who like me have. Um, cut off ties with their family, because um that's when you really start to see the importance of community and the people who will rally um around you to support you for who you are authentically um and so I think that that what you said really resonated with me, yeah, and that um, so you mentioned being a queer woman of color, mm-hmm. and since we spend so much of our time at work. <laughs> we must discuss how being a queer woman of color impacts our abilities
0: to be vulnerable at work. Hit me with a banger. (laughs) I think it's tough to be vulnerable um, in the workplace because you know there aren't a lot of people that that look like me or share my same experience Mm -hmm. Um, and quite honestly I feel like my vulnerability puts me at a disadvantage. Tell me more. <laughs> I'm well, not here. my therapist game. Tell me more. I, you know, we work in these spaces where there isn't a lot of people of color. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty much white men, right? Like, we, we say that a lot, and I'm sure people are sorry to hear that, but that's the truth. And because of that, I, you know, I don't feel seen. And when you don't feel seen, why would you put yourself in a position where you have to open yourself up to struggle or hurt
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: it's not it's not safe and and when you're up against these odds it's like I've spent my whole career my whole life just being up against men and um, trying to prove my worth in the in the mm-hmm. room in the space and so vulnerability is not an option at work not at, at least not with like in projects or meetings or anything, there's definitely been people in at work, my peers, that I have felt comfortable enough to be vulnerable with, you know, on a personal level. But um, I don't feel like I can walk into a room and tell like a manager or somebody and be like, I'm really overwhelmed because I'm the only woman of color in this room and I feel really unsafe. I feel like I have no voice. I feel like everyone wants to talk over me, mm-hmm. um, or I can't even be like, "Hey, I brought that idea up three days ago, and you didn't hear me out, but you heard the guy in the room say the same thing that yeah. I said." But because he's a man, a white man, mm-hmm. um, it has it's it's more valid. Yeah, it holds more weight, you know. And like people that don't go through these experiences, that don't share the same experiences or don't look like me. Um, they don't, they don't see that. They don't feel that. Um, and so, yeah, I guess like going back to like, as you, as, as I grew up, like it was all about fitting in and vulnerability wasn't a thing. And I, I guess for me, um, it it's kind of followed me, In my adult life, at least in the workplace, because there is no room for that. And if I want to be successful, I have to be um, not vulnerable.
1: Do you feel similar? I struggle with this because um, I think that part of... um, practicing vulnerability and being your authentic self, um, is taking up space Mm -hmm. and I'm entitled to my goddamn space. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I struggle with this because I a hundred percent agree with you and that I always have to think twice about being vulnerable in terms of communicating um, the way that I am experiencing things or the way that I feel about certain experiences at work because of the fact that one, um, when you're speaking about something that's not tangible to someone who does not have your, um, they're not thinking about the same things that you're thinking about or experiencing because they've never had to. Mm -hmm. Um, you worry, or I worry that it comes across as a as a complaint right and mm-hmm. so i'm sort of saving my ballots that i have for something that could be redeemed as a complaint yeah for something that's really big right mm-hmm. and to make it um concrete um you know i can talk about the fact that it is um really difficult for me to relate to my clients right like if i work in a sales org it's my job to um, do the small talk, get to know my clients, build relationships with them. And a lot of times when you see the way that people build relationships and not even with clients, but also just internally, it's through talking about their weekends, their kids, what they did, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just things in general. And for me, it's like, well, um, these people give me the vibes that they're super conservative. And so I'm not really going to talk about the weekend that I spent with my wife, right? Um, I'm not really going to talk about the fact that um, I came into work and I am just not 100% really there because of the fact that it is really tough to be a Latinx person um, in the world when we are being targeted through mass shootings, through ICE, through so many things. It is very difficult for me to really have my head in the game. And it's not because I don't care about my job. It's not because I don't care about my client. It's because I, it, it, it is hard to hold that weight of the world. And that's very difficult for me to express that um, because when you're expressing that to people who haven't had to think about that, you worry that it comes across as a complaint or that it is something that is going to be held against you in terms of um, looking at your performance later on or saying like, well, this person's like just they're just complaining all the time. Like they, they make everything Mm -hmm. about sexuality. They make everything about race. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I struggle with that at the same time. Um, I challenge myself to be vulnerable as much as possible. I mean, I've had conversations. I've led conversations with my team around white privilege and things like that, because for me, it's like, well, you know, I'm going to make my voice heard, um, to the best possible extent that I can. Um, for the future generations. Like I'm going to try and drive some change um, for people that are going to come after me. So I think to answer the question is it's really hard to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. at work when you are a queer woman of color. I think when you are a woman, it's hard to be uh, vulnerable at work when you're a woman of color. Right now we're layering that on. Then we're queer woman of color. Mm, There we go. Like that's, that's incredibly, incredibly, incredibly difficult. And it's something where it's so hard because there you see the moment present itself when you can be vulnerable and you sort of have to make that choice. And when you do make that choice, you're like, how much is this risk? And is this risk worth it? Mm-hmm. And when you decide that you're not going to be vulnerable, that you're going to stay shut, that you're going to betray yourself, mm-hmm. um, you walk away feeling a little degraded. Mm-hmm. Um so it's it's very, very difficult. Yep. Facts. Facts. Um how do how do your identities, like how does being a a a queer woman of color, um, impact your ability to be vulnerable in general? Outside of work? I think it's the same thing, honestly. Yeah. I don't
0: I mean you (laughs) Yeah it's, it's, it's literally the same thing. Like, luckily, I, I think we both have community where we're allowed to be vulnerable with each other. You know, there's a safe space there for us to do that. But like, interacting in the world with everything that's happening, like, it's so difficult. Yeah. So I would say every I would echo everything that we both just said.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a lot more choice. um, When you're thinking of your ability to be vulnerable outside of work um, because you can sort of uh, sharing your vulner- or being vulnerable or sharing that vulnerability with someone is a privilege and you choose who you who you get to share that with mm-hmm. um, and if you share that with someone and you realize that it, it was the wrong person to share that with you know you, you don't have to continue right mm-hmm. like you don't have to continue that relationship with them you don't have to continue that vulnerability with them right Mm -hmm. so there's a lot more options versus if you are vulnerable with someone at work and it ends up being the wrong thing like it it could really come back to bite you in the ass Mm -hmm. um so I think that there's just a lot more choice um outside of the workplace um so I want to talk a little bit about vulnerability in our current society um I think that Um, this generation and and, um, teenagers and kids right now are growing up in a society that is so heavily influenced by social media where people can um, have a ton of control, that's a motorcycle in the background Um, can have a ton of control in terms of how they are portraying themselves to the world and they can filter out the way that the, they can filter the way that they want the world to see them, and so we've sort of gone into um, a, an aspect of society where perfection is is praise, right? Everyone's Instagram is like, you know, everyone's looking like uh, flawless all the time. Every photo is flawless, top ten, right? Um, and so I, I'm I'm really curious, and I want to talk more about how do you manage being vulnerable in today's society where
0: we idolize perfection. Um, I think that what we're doing here, Trish Chat, mm-hmm. is part of that, mm-hmm. is saying like we are two people who may look like we have our shit together, yeah. but we're human and yeah. we go through shit and we talk about it and yeah. we bring on people that share their vulnerability and share it with the world and whoever's willing to listen. Um so I think that from my side it's like I practice vulnerability through this podcast. I practice yeah. vulnerability through the people that mean the most to me and like yeah. If if you and I are friends, I'm I'm likely going to talk about vulnerability or I'm going to be vulnerable with you mm-hmm. and you're going to know it. Um yeah, I mean it's just for me it's surrounding myself around people who are like down to like be vulnerable and like talk about stuff and just show me their authentic self because I'm showing them mine. Yeah. Um,
1: And I don't, I don't
0: entertain like the, the folks, the artists or whoever out there, uh, the influencers that put out that stuff, that perfection. And I just, I don't believe anyone's perfect. I don't believe anybody out there has a perfect life yeah
1: yeah and and i do think though that we're we're all guilty of
0: no one's gonna put up a photo of themselves crying well most most people
1: people most people aren't putting up photos of themselves crying and or, or most people aren't putting up photos of themselves saying like i make so much money at this job but i hate it right like no one's really doing that yeah um or Or saying, like I thought I wanted to go to law school I got in, and now I feel like I've made the wrong choice. Right. No one's putting that out there. What they're putting out there is like those happy moments and those truly maybe mo- like that that specific moment where you felt you know happiness mm-hmm. um because that that is what it is. It's sort of like a collection of 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 happy memories mm-hmm. um so I don't think anyone's purposely saying, Let me.' let me trick other people. But I do think that there's pressure in terms of like, let me put my best foot forward yeah. um, on, on these platforms. And for me for a while, I did struggle with being vulnerable because when you look through social media and you live through this lens, right. Cause it's a fake lens. Yeah. Um, it can make you feel like everyone's doing good. Yeah. Everyone's good. Like everyone's mental health is on point. Everyone's taking care of themselves everyone's like, looking fly, they're happy with themselves, they're happy with everything that's going on in their life. And then that moment that you're like, I'm feeling very anxious lately, or, you know, I'm feeling like I might be, I might be going through some depression. Um, you're sort of like, damn, but no one else is. And so it, it, it can be really hard when you, because I think it's really easy for for us to look at the world through the lens of Instagram. Mm-hmm. and Twitter and Facebook and mm-hmm. all the things. All the things. Um, what's the thing that young people use now? TikTok? Nah. Wait, what, what is that? <laughs> it's the thing that young people use. You don't have to look it up yourself. <laughs> um, Dude, I feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, but for me, I struggled with with being vulnerable because I felt like I'm the only one that's not on the right path and it took some time to learn that there isn't a right path there just is everyone's path and everyone's in different phases of that path but I think that something that you said is really important it's having that community having that face-to-face or phone interaction having interaction outside of that Instagram or Facebook lens or filter So that you can really talk to people, really read their energy, really read their body language, and really be able to be vulnerable and just
0: talk about things. Yeah, because again, not everyone deserves your vulnerability. Uh -uh. There's Uh -uh. a lot of people out there, catfishing people, to open up about stuff, and it's also very important to protect that as well. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, So I want to close off... um, I think we already started talking about this, but, um, what advice would, would you give to someone who is trying to grasp their heads around vulnerability and what that might mean for them? Um, I mean, I, I, I will, I will answer that for me. I, I just said it. I think it's, um, one remove the social media lens, start talking to people. Um, Start asking people how they're doing, what's something that, that they're um, struggling with at the moment, what's something that made them really happy today? Like, Start asking those questions that get really profound about the way that people feel so that then they can invite you back to um, participate in that vulnerability. And you can start really um, exploring your feelings and and, and, um, and thinking about what vulnerability means to you and who you are authentically. Um, so I would say that's one and I think, two is put yourself in uncomfortable situations. Because yeah. um, vulnerability for some people may be to share a deep, dark secret that they have. But vulnerability for others might, might mean to go to a dance class because they're scared of dancing in front of other people. Right? Because they're subconscious about their dancing skills. So that that might, that that's what vulnerability might mean for you. So I think um, that that's sort of two and three put together because three is like really think about what's holding me back from being my authentic self, and take those steps to really um, try and practice who you are and remember that that might mean something different for you. And so just because vulnerability might mean, you know, for us starting a podcast um, for you again, that might mean that you go outside wearing a flamingo shirt, mm-hmm. right? Like that, that it, it could mean something like completely different for you. So go at your own pace. Um, and yeah. What about you, Jess? What you, what you say?
0: Yeah. I think uh, first thing is like, ask yourself if you're ready to be vulnerable. Mm, Yep. you know um, maybe ask yourself are the people around you vulnerable and are they providing space for that yeah Um, because again not everyone deserves your vulnerability Um, and like I truly believe that it's so much harder to fit in than to be your authentic self I think being your authentic self uh, sets you free and it allows you to live your best life. Um Sounding like Brené Brown. <laughs> and I think lastly, um I I heard this this on a podcast earlier today and I, it really hit me. Um but I think it applies. And it's um this woman said, how can anyone authentically love you if you never allow them to authentically know you?
1: What podcast was that?
0: I'll tell you later. Um, so just think about that for a second.
1: That's deep. That's so deep.
0: I, I was shook. I'm still I'm a little shook right now. I'm like shaking right now.
1: I have to <laughs> journal about that.
0: Yeah. So,
1: um, well, thank you everybody for listening.
0: We um, really appreciate your time. Yeah. Same here. And just, um, you know, I hope you enjoyed the topic and and just know that like this this is all a work in progress. We're still working on this and it's it's not easy to be vulnerable um, at all, but I I think it's well worth your time and and hopefully you learned, you know, some some tips here that'll help you be vulnerable. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.
1: Peace out.